Greetings and welcome to my podcast, Season with Salt. My name is Dominique Beaumonte, and I am privileged to share with you today. I want to start off by reading the scripture that sort of powers this discussion that I hope to have with the listeners, and it's found in Colossians, the fourth chapter, and the sixth verse. It says, Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you are to answer each person. And I take that scripture to mean that it's our responsibility to speak in wisdom and with clarity um, and with temperance. And so I'm privileged to um, have this opportunity to share some things with you today. We are going to focus on letting go. So I'm just going to open up by giving you all um, a little bit of uh, my personal journey in the recent months with regard to letting go. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about sort of the three areas that I developed um, in, in just really processing both alone and with my friends and with people that I respect. Um, and those areas are triggers, attitudes, and action. So hopefully you will stay and you will listen to the entire podcast and give me your feedback. I look back to hear, look forward to hearing from you. All right. Today, I want to spend some time talking about the the freedom associated with letting go. And I want to just start by saying that this um, journey to letting things go has been um, something that has literally changed my life. And what I mean by that is that letting go can have a positive impact on your relationships. It can have a positive impact on your health. Uh, it can have a positive impact on, on your career. So many things. And unfortunately, we the only way to really experience the, the, the powerful um, results of letting go is to let go. And so... Um, for those of you who might be hanging on to things or might be struggling to release things for whatever reason, like there might not really be anything that I could say uh, to you to make you feel like, you know what, like I've heard this podcast and I'm like just decided that I'm going to let go. But I want to let you know that the, the freedom and the, the, the authority that you take back when you let go on the other side of that is is so powerful. It is so refreshing and renewing to know that you are not um, a prisoner of, of something that was holding you. And I think that a lot of times when we talk about when we talk about like things that control us or things that um, we need to let go. A lot of times we talk about that in the context of things that are bad, right? Like, and the reality is that there's some things that we have to let go um, that are not necessarily bad things. They're just bad for us because of what they do. Um, for a number of years, I served in a number um, of leadership roles and I really enjoyed 
um, leading. Um, I um, counted a blessing to have served in some of these roles. I feel like God um, helped me to develop and grow while I was in that space. Um, I would not take those responsibilities and those experiences back for anything in the world. But one thing that I realized about the time that I dedicated to so much of that work is that while I was putting all of my energy and my time and my treasure and my talent into those particular areas, it was like somehow an invitation for me to ignore the things that were extremely important in my life, like spending time with my family, um, keeping my house clean, taking care of just being a good steward of the things that will, that I will always have control over. And uh, a, a co-worker of mine, she and I like try to pep talk each other. And I had gotten to a point a couple of weeks ago where I was like, okay, a lot of things are happening and I just really need to be able to like organize like the things um, that are happening in my life um, and, and, and try to best um, understand like how I can like take charge of what I can own. And my coworker was like, you know, you have influence and power over a lot of things that are temporary, but there are some things that you are always going to be in control over, like your, your sanity, your life, your health, like the things that, that you have complete control over. And what we do often is we spend a lot of our time and our ability and our love on things that really don't like contribute to the things that we have control over. In fact, they detract or they take away from those things. And so it was difficult for me, like in certain spaces to find peace because the, it, it, it's kind of like, you know, like the, the more I would like be exposed to certain things as a result of me, like trying to hold on and trying to be a good leader and trying to be a good person and trying to be a good preacher and trying to be all this stuff. The more I would internalize those things, the more difficult it would be for me to manage the things that I could control. And what I realized is that I was carrying all this stuff that was other people's stuff that I was trying to own. And sometimes, and that manifests in a lot of different ways. Like, you know, there'd be people who, you know, would be like keeping a secret or like not telling me certain things. And I would be like spending so much time like fishing for the answer or like trying to demonstrate to people that I, that I cared for them and I had concern for them. And so they needed to be honest with me. And then realizing that, you know, all this, all the time that I was trying to be um, a good friend and demonstrate my loyalty to them, like they still weren't like giving, reciprocating that back to me. And so they were fine because they were doing them. And then I was not fine because I was trying to do them at the, uh, the, the at the cost of doing myself. And so the letting go like is is you um taking ownership for what you have complete control over and and trying to find space 
where you can be the person that God has called you to be with regard to being a loving and caring um, spouse or friend or partner or employee or preacher or leader um, without um, giving so much of yourself that you are not um, valuable to the institution for which you are serving. And I really had to learn that. Like, and I, I, I can't even say that um, I am like completely like the master of it now, but I can say that being on the other side um, uh, and experiencing the freedom of having let go, like it feels good. And there are some times when I want to like regress and, 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 and take charge and own people's stuff and like try to help people and do all these different things that, that don't contribute to my own health and well-being. Um, but ultimately I realized like you have already been there. You already know where that road leads and it is not positive for you. So, you know, what I have been, um, I wrote, um, some really cool affirmations and I'll share them with you, um, a little bit later, but I wrote these affirmations for myself because I wanted to be accountable for my own livelihood. And I think that even though I think sometimes us making a manifesto or us reorganizing the way that we spend our time can seem selfish, and there will be people who will say, oh, you're really selfish. Like, it's important for us to realize that we can be our best self when we prioritize our health and our wellness above the health and the wellness of other people. One example that comes to mind is when you get on a plane and you are talking, the stewardess or the our folks are talking to you about in the case of an emergency, if you're with a small child, put on your mask first and then put on the child's mask. And I think that that is sort of what um, letting go um, means it means that you have to take care of yourself first so that you are most equipped so that you are able to care um, for other people and sometimes we put other people's needs and wants and situations and challenges and people you know people um, know they leech on to people who they know they can take advantage of um, and and I, I would note that pattern in my life, like people who um, knew um, that I was amiable and willing to help. And so they would, you know, say stuff like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to do this because they knew I would volunteer or, you know, just 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 little things like that, like where people will take advantage of your kindness and your willingness. And then you would be up the creek without a paddle and they would just be doing themselves living their life. And so the, the freedom associated with not being bound to other people's, like, just being themselves, like, is, is, is just so wonderful to walk in and to actually sometimes look over the fence and be like, oh, I'm just really glad that I'm not a victim of what they are doing or what they are trying to do. And it's really, and, and to see other people that might be a victim and to be able to encourage people and say, hey, don't be that person. <laughs> like, don't let people manipulate you. Don't let people trick you. Don't let people like use passive aggressive strategies to make you feel bad or to make you feel like you're not working hard enough or that you're not trying hard enough. Like do your best 
but don't, you know, don't do it um, to the point where you are letting yourself go. And so I'm going to read you guys a couple of manifestos just to give you an idea of, you know, what this discussion resulted in for me. sticky. So what I did was I took a huge sticky and this was after some coaching and counseling and like really following up with my friends and like realizing, coming to terms with the fact that I have a lot of anxiety and the, the impact that anxiety has on my life. So what I did was I took a big sticky and I divided um, some three, I put sort of things in three areas. And the first is triggers, um, then attitudes, then actions. So one of the things that I wanted to start, um, I think it's really important to have an honest conversation with yourself, right? I think a lot of times the reason why we cannot change or we cannot engage in the process of change is because we are afraid to be honest with ourselves. And so I am not going to go through this wonderful list. I wouldn't even call it wonderful. That's a misnomer. I won't go through the list of things that I knew to be triggers, but I'll just talk you through that process. So a lot of times um, our friends and the people that we confide in, our loyal friends will be able to tell us like what our triggers are. Um, actually, I will share um, some of the things that kind of, that were triggers that led to anxiety, that led to overcommitment, that led to a lot of different things that were not positive for my health and well-being. Um, some of them are like super trivial, like, you know, getting um, texts from people who um, or, or email requests or things, um, requests from people who um, um, were using me as um, a last minute or a last ditch effort to get something done um, and, and saying stuff like, oh, I'm glad I can depend on you. You always come through. Can you do this last minute thing? And so I will sort of jump in on it and do it and then like not ask the right questions um, and, and, and be doing it for the wrong reason and then get burned to me and maybe the person wasn't grateful or um, they asked somebody else to do it or, and, and forgot to tell me, um, or like they didn't, you know, demonstrate that they respected my time or my effort or what I was contributing. Um, other triggers, um, you know, engaging in practices where I was helping people to be, I was going overboard to help people be better than they really wanted to be, or like cycles of like offering um, uh, opinions and, and counsel for people when uh, ultimately they were going to continue in the cycle that they were in. So I would help them and mentor them and push them to go forward. And then they would like fall into the same trap. And then I would be there to kind of save them again. Um, 
you know, not wanting to see people fail. So like picking up their slack, doing their work for them. Um, all these um, were triggers for me, like allowing myself after I had positive experiences to um, communicate and to connect with people who were negative and who wanted to rehash like negative aspects of an experience that was positive for me. Um, doing other people's like vision casting, like, and just being always available for people, um, especially people who um, were not equally available for me. Um, the, the, like developing and sustaining these false collaborations that weren't really collaborations, but they were opportunities for people to pick my brain and like steal my ideas or take advantage of my creativity, so on and so forth. So all these things were like, um, triggers, and I mean, there's so many more of them. I have like this fat list of things that I've seen as triggers, and and just being able to write them out was so liberating, because like I, some of them I did it alone, but some of the other ones I did it with other people, and 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 other people who care about me or who know me or who at least listen to me were like, oh my gosh, like usually this happens. I noticed that like you'll be doing good. And then something of this will happen and, 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 and it'll anger you or there are certain topics that when they're being discussed, like you get really um, anxious and, and, and uncomfortable or, or your, your voice goes up and you can tell that your blood pressure is rising. And so just the first step for me is how do I get to the place where I'm not being my best self and I'm not experiencing health and, and, and well-being, and I'm not owning that part of my life. And so those are triggers. The second thing is that sometimes what we want to do with triggers is we want to cut people off or we want to say, okay, I'm never going to do that again. And the reality is, is that there are some things that we are sort of in a cycle in and it's difficult to get out of because some of the people who are these triggers are our family members, our managers at work, um, fellow people in ministry, our pastors, our leaders are, you know, they're some of the things that we know are not healthy for us come from people that we love and respect. And so it's not always as cut and dry, black and white as being like, okay, I'm never going to talk to that person again. I'm not going to engage in that anymore. And then the reality is, is some of the people who um, leech onto us are people that really need us. We just need to know how to create boundaries. And so um, I think that rather than like going straight and default into the system where I'm cutting people off and trying to engage in ways that I can protect myself from them, I had to think about what are some core attitudes that I can take in um, myself that I can live by that will help guide me so that my triggers don't run my life, but my attitude runs my life and my attitude um, controls how I respond to my triggers. So here are the attitudes that I decided that I was going to have. Um, number one is I control what I control, right? Like I am not in control of what I'm not in control of. It seems simple, but like usually the things that have boiled my water have been things um, that I am not in control of. And I really have to step back and be like, wait, what does this have to do with me? And I, I'm one of those people that hate scary movies. Like I hate tense situations in movies. And, and one strategy that I have used is like, Dominique, 
take some time so that you don't have a heart attack to come out of the movie and remind yourself that you are not in the movie. This is not real. This is, you can relax. <laughs> like, you don't need to lie. You're not jumping off the bridge with them. You are in a the theater and you are watching the movie. It's not your movie. You're not an actor. You're not the stunt guy. You are watching the movie. Um, second of all, um, the second thing that I, that I, that I talk about is, uh, and I can't read this one verbatim because it hits on people and things, but one thing is to remember that, like, I can be a part of something, um, without having the responsibility for operational excellence or vision. Like, I don't have to be in control of that all the time. Like, things don't have to go the way that I need them to go in order for me to be comfortable. I don't have to run or rule or manage everything, right? And so I can be a part of a system without owning all of its deficits, right? Without, like, thinking that there I have to run and go make something happen. Um, and... Um, thirdly, I can, as long as it doesn't interfere with my wellness, like learning how to say no, when you need to say no, learning how to say yes, when yes is appropriate, but never putting my wellness on the back burner to something that is not, that that's just essentially going to kill me. Um, this, um, uh, is not a good use of energy. Like, so not really um, 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 saying no, but sometimes like you're in the middle of what you have said yes to and you need to back up from that and say, maybe it started out well, but this is not a good use of energy. And I have been in those situations, like especially a recent where, you know, I really wanted to help and I really wanted to get involved in something and I really wanted to be loyal and I really wanted to see it through. But halfway through, I just realized like, is, am I, is this supposed to, am I supposed to be going through this? Like, am I going to learn a lesson or have I subjected myself to a cycle where I am not going to be victorious or win or gain or learn or grow from this. So this is just not a good use of my energy. So knowing uh, when something is not a good use of your energy is a great attitude to have. Also, like there is a difference between selfishness and self-care. Selfishness is me, myself, and I, that's all I got in this world. No matter, nobody else matters. It's all about me, all about me, all about me, all about me. Self-care is I need to be my best me so that I can help you be your best you or so that I can help this system be its best self or help this office be its best self or help this employee be their best self or help this mentee be his or her best self. So it's not selfishness. Um, it's really about how I am sustaining and managing my own life so that I can be the best for the people who depend on me. Also, another attitude that I decided to take on is I am not accountable. Um, I am I am fully, I am not, 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 I am fully accountable to my calling in its truest form. And I, I added this because I think a lot of times there are a lot of misconceptions about what preachers do or what you're supposed to do when you're working in ministry. And, and I want to be 
I want to do what Jesus did, right? Like, I don't want to be like making up stuff or meeting man's expectations, but missing God's. And so I had to um, take on the attitude that there are some things that are necessary, but they're not profitable. And I have to be wise enough to make decisions about like, hey, is this God's will? Or is this something that people just want me to do? Or I have to be seen doing. And then finally, I can create space in my life not to be anything, right? Like I don't have to be like always mentoring or always preaching or always doing graphic design or always making a podcast. Like I can just lay in my bed sometimes and just breathe in and breathe out and not try to always be in this space of overperforming because ultimately like we really can't impress. If people are impressed with you, they're impressed with you no matter how much you push the envelope or try to kill yourself. Like if you got a good work ethic, then do your very best. And then you need to go to sleep. You need to take a nap. You need to figure out what you can do to be in control um, of your wellness. And then, so we talked about triggers and we talked about attitudes. And then finally, um, I was thinking about like, okay, what does this mean? So not necessarily like, what am I going to do as a result of these triggers and these attitudes, but what behaviors am I going to um, um, take in or to adopt or to support or to encourage in myself so that I can maintain wellness in my life. And a lot of it has to do with, you know, my living space, um, giving myself time um, to consider my ability versus my capacity watching TV, whatever it might be, just really taking the time to, you know, make sure that I'm in a good place so that I can be my best possible self. And to circle back, like all of this is possible when we are willing to like really let go um, of the things that don't prove um, to be beneficial to our life. And so this is the process that I'm engaging in, identifying my triggers, identifying attitudes that I want to possess, and then what are the behaviors that come as a result of that, or what are the behaviors that I can have um, that 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 really um, prove um, to myself that I'm really engaged uh, in, 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 in creating a healthy lifestyle for myself. So... Anyway, I know that that was a lot of fast talking and and hopefully you grasped something from that. Um, I want to just close by reminding us um, of the scripture in the Bible that says, I think it's 1 Timothy, 2nd chapter in the 17th verse, something like that, that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he has given us power um, and he has given us a sound mind and he has equipped us with the very things that we need to pursue and sustain wellness in him, right? And so we do not have to suffer from from mental depression and from the things that generally bar us and, and, and hold us back. We can be victorious over those things by realizing that we do not have to be afraid and that we do not have to take a backseat um, to our own needs and our own wellness. So hopefully you enjoyed this and um, give me some feedback if you have any. Um, I love you and let's just say a word of prayer.
Father God in heaven, we thank you so much for the space that you have given us to share with those who will listen. And we pray, Father, that as a result um, of what we have discussed, God, and the work that you are doing in the hearts of your people, Father, that you would give us the power and the ability to sustain and to care and to love for the temples that you have given us, Father, and that we might use um, our lives as a vessel, Father, and that we might demonstrate self-care for the world, Father, and that you might use us to be examples of emotional and mental and spiritual stability so that we can do um, whatever is in our power and your power to make impact in the world. We thank you and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen.